0: Beautiful day outside and I really want to do this outside today. I'm not sure how this is going to come out with all the noises, but it's worth a try. Today I want to talk to you about relationships and their purpose according to A-Course in Miracles. This is a topic of great interest to people affected by cancer, but really anyone, because we're all in relationship at all times. So today I'll be talking about the course's view on how we could look upon relationships With an empowering and creative view, rather than hopelessness, when things don't quite go the way we want them to go. Relationships, just like everything else, are part of an experience that we seem to be having as a result of our belief in duality. Our belief that we're separate from each other and from God, which is pure love, all-encompassing and eternal. And like everything else, in the dream of separation, what is important about the experience we're having when we are in relationship, which is all the time, is its purpose. So if the purpose of our relationships is key to being in relationship, the question becomes, what is the purpose of my being in relationship? Is the purpose of me being in relationship one of me being grounded in the world or awakened from the world? And the answer to this question will determine my experience in the world. Do I feel justified in projecting hate and anger onto someone? Or do I believe that only a special person can meet my needs? both special hate and special love relationships stem from the same error. Namely, that our separation from God can be healed through an external relationship. These relationships are the norm here. And the Course says in Chapter 14, Section 5, that although everyone on earth has formed special relationships, the Holy Spirit knows how to bring a touch of heaven to them here. That is all to say that special relationships are the norm in the seeming world that I have created. And the Course goes on to say that chances are I will always experience some degree of suffering in the relationship because this need to get something from another, be it love or hate, or satisfaction, and my attachment to it will impede me from truly connecting with another. The Course says that these relationships are based on differences, where each one thinks the other has what he has not. They come together each to complete himself and rob the other. They stay until there is nothing left to steal, and then they move on. And so they wander through a world of strangers unlike themselves, living with their bodies, perhaps under a common roof that shelters neither. In the same room, and yet a world apart, the Course says. Few are those that do not resonate with this in their current relationship. This is the norm. If this is so, And if suffering is inevitable in a relationship of this kind, where the reason behind my relationship is wanting something, because I think this is what would make me happy, where the reason behind my relationship is my feeling lack, my feeling scarcity within, feeling that I'm incomplete, and I need you to complete me. This is not to say that special relationships don't experience joy and true connection. Of course they do. Holy Spirit enters all relationships and tries to speak to us in a way we can accept and understand. Such relationships can bring temporary happiness and joy. They can and sometimes do. But eventually, what once brought joy, now would be experienced as empty and unfulfilling. Identification with the empty shell and not the spirit within would inevitably lead to emptiness and an experience of lack of joy and lack of love. But there's good news, the Course says. All unholy relationships have the potential to become holy. Ah? Hmm. If on the other hand, the purpose of the relationship is to remember who I am, then when the relationship is going to bring up obstacles, impediments, to love's constant presence in my life, then I can remember that the purpose of the relationship is to help me free myself from the dream of separation and awaken from it. So when I don't get what I want, we disagree on something. My partner has an affair. My partner doesn't love me, doesn't care about the things that I care about doesn't meet my emotional needs, doesn't listen to me, doesn't hear what I have to say, etc. All these snippet scenarios, when they happen, the Course says can be used to remember that the purpose of my relationship is to help me free myself from the dream of separation and awaken from it. Oh, oh. So it could be said that the purpose of the relationship is not that we can be together forever or until death do us apart. part. Not that we will not be together until such time. But when the going gets tough, and it will certainly do, when things start to happen, and the good is not so good anymore, then I can remember that there is another way to look at this from a different perspective, the perspective of the Holy Spirit, which leads to salvation. Chapter 17, section three says, my holy brother, I will enter in all your relationships and step between you and your fantasies. Let my relationship to you be real to you. and Let me bring reality to your own perceptions of your brothers. They were not created to enable you to hurt yourself through them. They were created to create with you. This is the truth that I would interpose between you and your world of madness. Be not separate from me. And let not the holy purpose of atonement be lost to you in dreams of vengeance. Relationships in which such dreams are cherished, have excluded me. Let me enter in the name of God and bring you peace, that you may offer peace to me. Oh, what a powerful message. So beautiful. Why? Because it's true. This is the purpose that I want to give my relationships. One that can help me grow and awaken from this dream of separation. All my relationships are an opportunity to help me to let go of my attachment, of what I think is that I need to have in order for me to be happy. I think that the external world is to give me something in order for me to be happy. And, and this has the potential to help me let go of this belief. I can give all my relationships the purpose of becoming holy. All relationships, of course, the Course says, have the potential to become holy. When we achieve wholeness within and extend that state in our encounter with another and the other has achieved the same state of beingness, that is when our relationships become holy. Holy. The Course describes this so beautifully. A holy relationship starts from a different premise, the Course says. Each one has looked within and seen no lack. Accepting his completion, he will extend it by joining with another whole as himself. He sees no differences between these selves, for differences are only of the body. Therefore, he looks on nothing he would take. He denies not his own reality because it is the truth. Just under heaven does he stand, but close enough not to return to earth. For this relationship has heaven's holiness. How far from home can a relationship so like the heaven be? Think what a holy relationship can teach. Here's the belief in differences undone. Here is the faith in differences shifted to sameness, and here is sight of differences transformed to vision. Reason now can lead you and your brother to the logical conclusion of your union. It must be, it must extend as you extended when you and him joined. It must reach out beyond itself as you reached out beyond the body, to let you and your brother be joined. And now, the sameness that you saw extends and finally removes all sense of differences so that the sameness that lies beneath that all becomes apparent. Here is the golden circle where you recognize the Son of God. For what is born into a holy relationship can never end. Mm. Mm. A holy relationship teaches us that a relationship is a holy encounter. And a holy relationship, you wake up every morning to realize that there is nothing you lack and nothing you would take from another. If I think that I am the experience of the wholeness itself, my relationships with others would have a different quality. A quality of wholeness instead of a quality of scarcity and need. Let me see you to see what I can get out of you. the The goal of the relationship is to remind me who I am. In the sense, the relationship gives me the greatest gift of all, that of exposing all the obstacles to the love's constant presence in my life. So, how can I escape the dream that is dreaming me? How can I use my relationships? to help me escape this through forgiveness. The Course defines forgiveness the process through which we bring the problem or the grievance to the cause, the decision-making part of our mind. There the Holy Spirit looks at my problem and sees it for what it is. The Course says forgiveness recognizes that what you thought your brother did to you has not occurred. It does not pardon sins and makes them real. Instead, it sees there was no sin, and in that view are all your sins forgiven. What a sin except the false idea about God's Son. Forgiveness merely sees its falsity and therefore lets it go. There's an old proverb that says, holding your grievance is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die from it. <laughs> one lesson that I found to be essential to my own freedom from grievances is lesson 68 it's just to me the lesson is entitled Love Holds No Grievances and the course says in it I would see you as my friend that I may remember you are part of me and come to know myself mm. Love holds no grievances. I would wake to myself, by laying all my grievances aside and awakening in him. And I will read this section from the course because it is so clear and beautifully written. Hear the melos behind these words, as Ken Watnick refers to them in quoting Wagner, the musical composer, who introduced the idea of melos. Wagner said, behind the musical notes there is a melody. There is the proverbial heart of the music, the actual song. Hear that message behind these words, and the veil that keeps truth hidden will disappear. For where love is, so there is healing from the Course's Workbook, Lesson 68. You who were created by love like itself can hold no grievances and know yourself. To hold a grievance is to forget who you are. To hold a grievance is to see yourself as a body. To hold a grievance is to let the ego rule your mind and to condemn the body to death. Perhaps you do not yet fully realize what holding grievances does to your mind. It seems to split you off your source and make you unlike Him. It makes you believe that He is like what you think you have become, for no one can conceive of His Creator unlike Himself. Shut off from yourself which remains aware of its likeness to its creator. Yourself seem to sleep, while the part of your mind that waves illusions in sleep appears to be awake. Can all this arise from holding grievances? Oh, yes. For he who holds grievances denies he was created by love, and his creator has become fearful To him in his dream of hate, who can dream of hatred and not fear God? It is assured that those who hold grievances would redefine God in their own image, as it is certain that God created them like Himself and defined them as part of Him. It is assured that those who hold grievances would suffer guilt, as it is certain that those who forgive, would find peace. It is assured that those who hold grievances would forget who they are, as it is certain that those who forget will remember. Would you not be willing to relinquish your grievances if you believed all this was so? Perhaps you do not think you can let go of your grievances. That, however, is simply a matter of motivation, Today, we will try to find out how you would feel without them. If you succeed, even by ever so little, there would never be a problem in motivation ever again. In other words, if now I realize that my relationships, how I feel in these relationships, help me come to know myself, help me come to know the meaning I have given to the people in my life and my interactions with them. If I now hand my judgments and my interpretations to my higher mind to do the judging and seeing, I start having a true relationship with the love that I am, that is within me. And I am now beginning to to see with true vision, because the blocks that prevented me to have this experience before disappear. Clearly, I cannot expect to be connected with anyone when I'm holding seemingly minor or major grievances against most people I like or even love. This would only leave me alone in all the universe, in my perception of myself. What an awakening to realize all this. Wow. So if from this space, from this realization, I now start to relate with whomever I'm with, my husband, my boss, my family, my friends, my kids, from a sense of gratitude, realizing that whatever comes up, is nothing but an opportunity to help me come to know myself. I find this lesson in the Course to be one of the most powerful lessons. To get this is to get your ticket to freedom and wholeness. Key here for me is what I've learned is to understand that how I see you determines how I see myself and how I truly feel about myself. This now puts me at the level of the cause and not effect. Taking this leap in understanding that there's only just one of us appearing as many, as the Course says, that the cause or the projector of all this world is in the mind. But I'm really looking at my own projections. And now I can choose differently in terms of how I perceive you. And use this as an incredible gift offered to me by you to help me go home. It turns all my encounters into one most generous gift. What a wonderful journey to undertake. And I love this about the Course that it gives me such clear direction as to how to undo what I have seemingly done, certain that I would get home with him at my side. Oh, I'm certain that this pathway would bring me peace. The Course offers me this mechanism of forgiveness that is very different than what the world calls forgiveness, where I don't forgive people for what they've done, because they have done something. People are just a projection that is coming from my own unconscious mind, from my storage unit. This in turn has the ability to change my own experience of myself. It's beautiful. Truth is utterly beautiful. So this is somewhat paradoxical also, because here I am, happy to be in a relationship, thinking, perhaps, That the work is over, when in fact the work is just beginning. And the work is to let go of my attachment to specialness in the relationship, bringing presence and extending that love and presence that I experience within with another. When I do that, I'm purposefully and deliberately connecting with the decision making part of my mind so that the releasing. It's not necessarily a release in the form of a breakup, a separation, divorce, apathy. No, 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 no. This is not to mean that you end up alone while in the relationship by making yourself and your partner feel alone because you're someplace else, you're aloof, you're not present, keeping separate. Absolutely not. This is to say that you bring all your presence into the relationship and into the holy present instant certain that this direction brings you peace. Just as the introduction to lessons 361 to 365 say, this holy instant I would give to you, be you in charge, for I will follow you certain that your direction gives me peace. Hmm? There, now I've done it. I put my higher mind in charge and got myself out of the way. The key here is to be aware and take all your guests to the decision-making part of your mind and look at them with your higher mind's vision. Who are your guests? Your thoughts are your guests. Your seeing, your hearing, your feeling, your actions. Hmm? They're all your guests. When you do that, eventually you reach your destination to be at home with God where you never left and be one with all that there is. All this seeming instances of love that I have ever experienced. Hmm. doesn't mean that I turn this into a hunting operation, whereby I keep watching for my ego. I keep watching for my partner's ego. Or I watch for my emotional response to my partner's ego. Instead, I bring my presence to the relationship and I surrender to my higher mind and use the forgiveness principle of the Course as a mechanism whereby when the relationship brings up the obstacles to love's constant presence in my life, I give it to Holy Spirit to look at it and interpret it. This means that now I'm not expecting anything from the relationship. I'm not looking for something in the relationship. I'm simply having a true relationship with the love that I am. And from that space, I now start to relate with whomever I'm with. When I'm relating from that space, I don't need anything from anyone else. Indeed, the purpose of the relationship, which is part of my curriculum, is to teach me as I let go of my grievances that I'm perfectly safe and complete as I am. How else can it be? Imagine just how beautiful it is to meet, greet, and be with others, blessed in the holy instant. As the Course says, the holy instant is the Holy Spirit's most useful learning device for teaching you love's meaning, for its purpose is to suspend judgment entirely. Judgment always rests in the past For past experiences is the basis on which you judge. Judgment becomes impossible without the past. For without it, you do not understand anything. You would make no attempt to judge because it would be quite apparent to you that you do not understand what anything means. You are afraid of this because you believe that without the ego, All will be chaos. Yet I assure you that without the ego, all would be love. Mm. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be well and take care of yourselves.